The trade deadline is here for the NFL, and we are impatiently waiting to see if Chargers general manager Tom Telesco will make a move to try to improve this team before the deadline. Is Akeem Hicks still our favorite target right now? Do the Chargers need to add a speed threat to the wide receiver position because there could be some available? And what are the impact of Derrick Henry going down and also the impact of the Von Miller trade going from the Broncos to the Rams? Would we have made that trade? We're going to get into all that, but I'm Danny Wade. This is David Drogmeyer, and let's go ahead and get into it. You are locked on Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, guys, and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. Thank you to anyone who is checking us out for the first time today. And again, thank you for making us your first listen because we know there's a lot of great content out there. But if you haven't already, make sure to go subscribe to our new Locked On Chargers YouTube page. If you're watching on there, we appreciate you. And you can follow us wherever you get your podcast from. David, the trade deadline is here. And even though Tom Telesco is not one that makes trades at the deadline to acquire players, still a lot of fun to talk about. And also, maybe this is the year with Brandon Staley that they'll decide to buck that trend and actually make a move to try to improve this roster which are three, you know, four and three at the time right now. These are a very good team with some obvious flaws. So there's some guys out there that could change things. And Brandon Staley talked about it today. We talked about it in his press conference, at least saying that, you know, you have to think about short term, long term. It almost seemed like he was kind of setting himself up for a trade not to happen. Right. But I do think there are, you know, some players out there that I think we'll get into some of them today. That makes sense. Short term. And long-term, right? Even if some of these guys, you can't re-sign after the season because a lot of expiring contracts are the people and players that are getting talked about the most. So, first of all, David, do we think it's going to happen? Is this the year that Tom Telesco pulls the trigger is the first question that comes to my mind. As the trade deadline is today, Tuesday, November 2nd at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. So, we'll know by 1 p.m. on the West Coast if the Chargers are going to make a trade right You know, at this deadline. So, David... Do you think this is the season that Tom Telesco is going to buck the trade and bring a player in to try to help the team this year? As much as I would love to see it happen, Dan, I just don't. I don't see it. I I just don't. It's just not who he is at the core level. Tom Telesco loves his draft picks. He covets them. They're very important to him and how he likes to build his roster. He likes those young, cost-controlled players, those cheap contracts that you can carry and you can keep for a long time. And he's never done it, like I said. So uh, just as much as I would love to see it happen, as much as the Chargers really need Tom Telesco to make a move like this, I just, I can't see it. Yeah, and I think that the picture has a lot to do with it too in the AFC in 2021 because, I mean, you're looking around the league like the Titans have been really good, right? Lately, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They ended up beating the Buffalo Bills, a couple of good wins on their record. But they just lost Derrick Henry. We'll talk about that later on, right? The Bills are a good team, but they have a couple of losses. They're probably the most solid team. Like the Bengals have been really good, and they just got beat by the Jets, right? And the Ravens, who destroyed the Chargers, got smoked by the Bengals. So, like, the AFC is a weird spot. A lot of parity. It seems like it can be taken. Like, it seems like the Chargers, you know, if they at least made some improvements, would have a chance, even with a flawed roster, to compete and have a good chance against some of these teams, even though, you know, some they match up with better than others 
the AFC is <laughs> the wild, wild west right now. But I think the one player consistently that everyone has talked about with the Chargers is Akeem Hicks. And we've talked about this before on the show over the last couple of weeks. But since the last time we talked about it, I mean, the Bears went from three and three to three and five, and they're not going anywhere this season. And as far as like if the Bears would trade him, I mean, the Bears trading him would get them something because he is, you know, a free agent at the end of the season. The Chargers are one of the only teams that could take on his salary cap this year, and they wouldn't owe him anything going forward, or at least the remainder of what his salary cap is, his base salary is for the 2021 season. And he has the ties with Brandon Staley and his time in Chicago in 2017, 2018. He was the outside linebackers coach. Akeem Hicks was on that defensive line. The Chargers also have one of his former coaches, Jay Rogers, on the staff now. So there's a lot of familiarity there. David, is Akeem Hicks, if you're looking at trade targets potentially, is he still at the top of that wish list? I would say yes, just because of his experience. He's having a little bit of a down year, but there's familiarity there. And he's still having a decent year. He's had 12 tackles, seven stops, two sacks. So he's going to bring some more pass rush. He's also provided eight pressures as well. And the Chargers can definitely make it work. I mean, uh, according to Daniel Popper of The Athletic, it, the, the Chargers will only take on about $6 million, uh, of that you know, $10 million base salary, $10.4 billion. Excuse me, $10.4 million base salary. I'm not bringing him in for $10 billion. I'll say that right now. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, of course, you, you're going to have to crack a joke with me on that one. But yes, the Chargers can make it work. I like the veteran presence. I think this is another body that they can rotate on that defensive line. They need to do something. The Chargers are still giving up nearly 160 rushing yards per game, 159.4 to be exact. So I, I just feel like if the Chargers don't make a move like this, I, I think – it's Tom Telesco punting on this season. To some extent, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a reasonable case to be made for the Chargers roster as it's currently constituted to at least make some noise down the stretch, whatever that means, right? Whatever a successful season for them looks like in the first year under Brandon Staley. But I don't see a lot of downside. I mean, depending on the cost, right? I mean, I think anything, I mean, further than a third-round pick down, I mean, I'm pulling the trigger on right away. Will it cost a second-round pick potentially? Would I do that? It would make the conversation a little bit more interesting, right? I mean, I think there's still an argument for and against it, but here's what he would bring, right? I mean, he brings a disruptive nature to the Chargers defensive line, which they don't have right now, whether that's pass rush up the middle, whether that's just stopping the run, because right now, as we've seen, the game plan for the Chargers is make Kyler Fackrell or Chen and Wosu beat you off that other edge because we're going to send running backs. We're going to send tight ends at Joey Bosa. We're going to double team and triple team him and hope that, you know, Limbaugh Joseph and Jerry Tillery and Justin Jones and those other two edge rushers don't get home. And it's worked for other teams, right? It's worked for teams to employ that strategy very well. Right. And I mean, that's why, you know, you can make the case for like a Von Miller, like we'll talk about later on in the show, bringing him in to give teams you know make it that much harder than you can't double team triple team both those dudes I mean you just couldn't but with Akeem Hicks the other thing is you don't have a long-term replacement right this would be a short-term thing he's only under contract for the rest of the year the Chargers maybe aren't ready to contend for a Super Bowl right now anyways but he would definitely be a you know problem solver a little bit on the interior of that defensive line he definitely I would feel more comfortable than the guys they are currently you know trotting out there Right now, he's an obvious upgrade over those guys. And the other thing is, now you have him in the building. So if you don't have the next guy walking through the door, because long term, there's no future there. There's no heir apparent to Limbaugh Joseph, right? It's not Jerry Tillery. It's not Justin Jones. Those guys 
could potentially prove to be solid players, but they're not the air, you know, dominant players. So like to bring in Akeem Hicks also keeps him in your building. So if things do go well for him, if he is a great fit in a system that's going to be close to what he had under Vic Fangio in his time with the Bears, you have him in the building so you can groom the next guy coming up. You can use draft capital to bring in someone who might take a year to develop or two players, right, to try to build the depth in that position group because it needs it right now because there's just not a lot of depth there. Even the frontline starters just aren't getting the job done on a consistent basis, and it's hurting the edge rushers. It's hurting the chargers and downed in distances, especially on third down. And that's a place that you have an obvious upgrade that's out there on a three and five team. It's not like an offensive lineman, right? And we'll talk about this a little. If you're a bad team, but you have a young quarterback, you're probably not trading away offensive linemen, right? I mean, to hurt your quarterback potentially. This is a guy that wouldn't affect Justin Fields' development, right, this season. It makes sense for both sides to me if Akeem Hicks wants to be on a contender, wants a shot to make the playoffs this year. I think he would be amicable to it, but there's other needs, obviously. He doesn't fix everything, and one of the other things people have brought up is just the Chargers' lack of a deep threat with Jalen Guyton's inconsistency. So coming up next, we're going to talk about more trade targets for the Chargers, including guys like Brandon Cooks or Deshaun Jackson. Could the Chargers get a spark there? Are there any offensive linemen that are on the market that the Chargers should pursue? Because obviously... Storm Norton at right tackle has not been getting the job done. So we'll talk about all of those things and more coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about a great app that you guys should all be having if you get any kind of gas. I mean, you might as well save some money at the gas pump, and you can do that with GetUpside. It's an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents per gallon for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. All you guys have to do is download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Now, use the promo code to TOUCHDOWN, all caps, one word, and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That means you guys are saving $0.50 cents at the gas tank. I mean, take $0.50 cents off the number you see at the gas you know, station and tell me that doesn't sound good, right? Some of our users, especially rideshare drivers, are saving up to $300 a month in gas just because they're using GetUpside and saving the money. And there's no catch to it, right? There's no... We got you here. The cash gets added right to your bank account. You can cash out at any time on PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Very easy to get your money up. Get your money out, and all you have to do is download the free GetUpside app right now, and you can save up to 50 cents per gallon on your first fill-up with the promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, David. So <laughs> it is kind of funny to start the show by saying Tom Tlesco is probably not going to make a trade, but we did see in the draft, right, that – Brandon Staley had a heavy influence in him. We've seen it with other head coaches for the Chargers, too. I've talked about it before. Bringing in Kenneth Murray seemed like a big-time Anthony Lynn thing, right? And trading up to go get him in the first round. They couldn't stop raving about him. You could see, you know, why Anthony Lynn, with his kind of mentality, wanted a player like that, who he thought was just a hard-nosed, old-school guy, because one of our many issues with Anthony Lynn was how much of an old-school coach he was at times. But... There are some things on the market, David, that could make sense. And we've seen a lot of articles out there speculating trades for the Chargers. And there's definitely been some names that have been going around social media as players the Chargers should target to help them this season. Let's start with the lesser attractive of the receivers, because Deshaun Jackson is a guy that's been mentioned because the Rams, after bringing in Von Miller, could use to shed some salary cap space, right? They could release him potentially. He could be on the open market. And that's another discussion. It's hard, though, David, because we're talking about an older player, right? A player that hasn't been super productive lately, but this season is averaging, you know, or has eight catches, 221 yards, and a touchdown with Deshaun Jackson for the Los Angeles Rams. He's averaging 27.6 yards per catch so far this year. I know it's only eight catches. That's still impressive. 
for someone at his age. It's another half year, basically, contract rental. But it definitely, I mean, had a chance, or at least has a chance, to bring the Chargers more of an explosive element because Jalen Guyton hasn't been in. There's been nobody to take the top off the defense for the Chargers offense so far this year. Does Deshaun Jackson make sense to you, David, as an older player, really a free agent at the end of the season and not a long-term option? Would you want to bring him in? Obviously, that would depend on the price, but it is a little bit intriguing just because last year, the to me, the best version of the Chargers offense is when they were able to throw the ball deep to Tarman Johnson and Jalen Guyton. I really thought that opened things up for the rest of the wide receivers, especially in this kind of style of offense where you're utilizing Mike Williams more, you're using Keenan Allen you know, in similar forms and fashions. If you have a guy who can really stretch the field, I think that's just going to open up things even more on the in the middle of the field and in the short and intermediate games that they're already using. that's I think that's just the missing piece right now is there is no real true deep threat, at least not that they're using on the roster right now. So Deshaun Jackson, say what you will, a polarizing guy has been on a lot of teams in the NFL, but that's because this guy has been productive for a lot of years in the NFL as well. So I, I think if the price is right, I mean, if a six-round pick, maybe I think it would be okay just because – the Chargers are going to have plenty of those to throw around. They are expected to have at least four comp picks next year. So why not use one to upgrade a department on your team that you really need to inject some life into, and that is just pure speed. Yeah, and it's tough because you're talking about a player who has dealt with injuries, especially later on in his career, right? I mean, the last three seasons, really two seasons and seven games into this season, he's only played 15 games. He has 31 catches for 616 yards and four touchdowns. That's over three seasons. I mean, that's nothing that you feel like would move the needle at all for the Chargers this year. But during that time, he still averaged 19.9 yards per catch over the last three years. So, I mean, if he has lost a step, it's definitely a half a step because the guy still has some juice, obviously, and he's had a long touchdown this season already to kind of prove that. So I think with him, it's tough because I don't, I mean, there's no guy that's going to take the Chargers over the top. There's no one player that's going to, be added to the roster that's going to fix everything obviously but could it help the confidence of Justin Herbert to be able to find a couple of more of those balls down the field could it make your offense look a lot better and give you a better representative sample or a better representative thing putting out there that the Chargers offense looks like under Joe Lombardi potentially right if you have another guy like that obviously the guys they have right now I mean if Joe Lombardi at some point is going to run out of excuses right and it's not all on him but you can't really say, like, I don't have the players to run this when, you know, you cut a guy like Tyron Johnson. And I know he isn't doing anything in Jacksonville, but you obviously felt the guys you felt fit best into your offense. And over the last couple of weeks, they've been struggling a lot when you're not getting big games from Mike Williams and you're not getting big games from Keenan Allen. So it is a much needed part that, you know, to this offense, having that guy that can stretch the field. But if you're asking me, there's another guy that fits it better, and that's Brandon Cooks. And, you know, Benjamin Solak, formerly of the Lockdown Podcast Network, now with The Ringer, which is crazy and awesome, came out with some trade scenarios, and one of them involved the Chargers trading for Brandon Cooks of the Houston Texans. And let me preface it by saying this. Brandon Cooks doesn't want to get traded again. I mean, it's like he's famous for how many times he's already been traded because it's happened a ton to him. And they told him, right, if we do trade you, you're going to be part of the discussion. We're going to make sure it's something that you want to do. He has publicly said that he's excited about the rebuild, but he was also really upset when Mark Ingram just got traded, right? And that's one of his best friends that came into the league together with the New Orleans Saints. 
And he publicly on social media kind of criticized the organization for doing it. So he did say he talked to the coach and he's better about it now. But we know what happens when players talk about the organization. Yeah, I mean, he definitely got sat down for sure. I mean, somebody pulled him aside and said, hey, bro, what are you doing? But I mean, it, that's just to say that maybe maybe he would be more amiable to it, right? Maybe he would be more flexible on what he wants to do this year and have a chance to play with someone he knows can get him the ball down the field in Justin Herbert. In this scenario, it takes a second round pick this year. That's a steep price. And then a fourth round pick in 2023. So David, obviously the talent is alluring. Is that a trade you would make? Is there a counter offer you would make to that? It's something you'd feel more comfortable with. I mean, do you consider a 28-year-old wide receiver who has 51 catches already and 585 yards? Absolutely, you consider it. This guy's dynamic. His speed is real. I mean, he's been traded a lot of times because a lot of teams have wanted the guy. He's a very, very good football player. So Explosive. Yeah, exactly. And the Chargers don't have that element right now. Say what you will about the toolbox, uh, you know, like Joe Lombardi likes to say, that they have accumulated with the Chargers, but that element is really not there right now. Just explosion like the the Chargers just don't have that so that specific trade scenario I don't really like the second pick in that situation I mean yeah he's 28 years old and you know what he's got 12 million on his second year of his deal but I just think that that's a little bit rich for me Uh, I'm okay with the second round pick but if they want to get another pick out of me I think they got to sweeten the deal and eat some of that some of that contract for me me to be able to be comfortable to make that deal when his contract is weird, too, because this year would be nothing. It'd be pennies on the dollar to bring him in on the 2021 salary cap. Next year, it'd be $12 million in base salary, which is what the Chargers would have to pay. That's not crazy, right? That's nah. what good receivers, solid receivers are making in the free agent market right now. And good receivers, really good receivers like Keenan Allen are making closer to $20 million. So with the amount of salary cap the Chargers have available next year, even knowing that they have to sign Mike Williams potentially, depending on how the rest of this year plays out, because the hypothetical I brought up about, you know, him having to consistently do what he's doing is kind of, you know, looking a little bit too real right now after a couple of poor games from him. But Brandon Cooks is a good player. He brings something to the offense that they don't currently have. I think, you know, him, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams on the same field right now does things for the Chargers offense that should scare a lot of teams, right? And I think that even without Mike Williams right next season, him, Brandon Cooks, maybe a little, or, you know, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, maybe a little bit more Josh Palmer is something that makes you feel like you don't need as much to bring back a guy like Mike Williams. Not that I'm saying right now that they should or shouldn't. I just think that he's a guy, especially with another year left on his contract, it's not just a one-year move. It's not a bust if you don't go to the Super Bowl this year. You'd still have him on a reasonable contract next year. And then his contract is void after that season with the way the Rams set it up when they initially did that. So, I don't think it would happen. I don't think he wants to be traded. But at the same time, I think he'd be a really, really good part to this Chargers offense. And I think he would add a lot to their dynamic dynamicism, right, or whatever that word would be to <laughs> it. Because right now it's not dynamic enough. And I think having an explosive guy like that, which we haven't really seen with the Chargers in a long time, would really help that. But another position, obviously, that would help the Chargers offensive line. And we've gone a little long here, so we won't spend too much time on it. But like, it's just too hard to find an offensive lineman out there right now that could potentially help the Chargers at right tackle, even knowing how bad Storm Norton has been, that teams would want to get rid of because there's just not a lot of good offensive linemen in the NFL, especially backup ones that should potentially be starters, right? It just There's not a lot of those guys floating around. And like I talked about before, the really bad teams, the Jets, right, the Jaguars, those teams have young quarterbacks, the Bears. 
they're probably not going to trade an offensive lineman and potentially, you know, hurt what their quarterback does and hurt the evaluation process there. So I think, David, as much as you'd love to bring in an offensive lineman at the trade deadline, that might be the most unrealistic position that the Chargers could bring in. Yeah, they got to hope that Brian Balaga is going to come back from injury and all of a sudden be the type of player that they paid him to be. Yeah. Um, you know, which seems unlikely, obviously, <laughs> very unlikely. But yeah, looking around there, trying to do research for this show, <laughs> trying to find you know available offensive tackles out there. They're just not there. They don't grow on trees. Uh, the good ones they get paid and they stay with their teams. So it's just it's not a move that uh, if it happened, it would greatly surprise me because. It, like I said, they're just not really available. Yeah, they're not. And unfortunately, I mean, there's some guys, you know, some people have seen Jeff Schwartz or Mitchell Schwartz out there, right? And he's still recovering from an injury with the Chiefs last season. There was a guy in the practice squad of Roderick Johnson for the Miami Dolphins that would intrigue me a little bit just to, you know, throw a flyer out there, but not somebody that would make a significant impact, just somebody that would be like, okay, yeah. well, let's try something different, you know, at this point. Cody Ford was another name that was thrown out there too. Uh, you know the the offensive lineman for the Bills, but that's another situation that they they already said that they're probably going to hold on to him. Well, and the other thing is too is like good teams like that probably aren't trading quality offensive line depth. And when he's been out there, it's only been so so. But so so is what you're looking at. And obviously, you would take average at the position, right? You would take an average starting right tackle. It's just going to be almost impossible to bring one in, but. There were some other things that did happen because the other team in Los Angeles is very trade happy and the Rams traded for Von Miller, but that also simultaneously hurt the AFC West or right, at least the Broncos chances in the AFC West for sure. And the Chargers still have two matchups against them this year. And Derrick Henry, another superpower on another big time AFC team is done for the year. So there's a lot of ramifications to that. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys about beach bound in life. We're all bound for different things. With Beachbound Vacation, Beachbound.com Vacation, you guys could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or you may be bound for encountering the unexpected. I mean, who doesn't need a vacation, right? I mean, personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in hand, I'll be as happy as can be. With Beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what, no matter what you are looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. All right, David. Well, there's a lot of jealous Chargers fans out there for sure on Monday when they saw the news that Von Miller was traded to the Chargers crosstown rivals, right? The Los Angeles Rams who hate their draft picks and are just determined to push all the chips in. Every Wheeling and dealing, baby. Can. And it makes you a little jealous at times, right? I mean, you want a little piece of it. Like, obviously, that's a scary future. and it Just has make a, a move. Any move. Right. Any there's definitely, trade. There's a lot of in-between, you know, <laughs> less need and, and Tom Telesco in that regard. But it's a huge move, David. I mean, yeah, the, it's massive. Yeah. Von Miller has now been traded to the Los Angeles Rams, which hurts the Broncos. And the Chargers have two more matchups against them this year. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about if we would have done it after this, but just the impact on the AFC West with that, I mean, it does seem like the Broncos are giving up a little bit on this season, and not having Von Miller is absolutely going to help the Chargers in those two matchups coming up. Oh, absolutely. Von Miller has terrorized the Chargers throughout the years. He's terrorized yeah. a lot of teams, obviously. The, the guys Philip Rivers not a fan. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Not at all. Although I know those two guys love to talk trash back and forth and really yeah. enjoyed that aspect of that relationship because there's no one that talked trash better 
than Philip Rivers and kept it all clean. Yeah, Von Miller no said it got to him too. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he kind of respected it afterwards. Though. He's like, "How does this guy talk so much trash and not cuss at all?" He just, it just didn't compute for him. But Legend. Von Miller, like I said, he's an incredible player. He's probably a first ballot Hall of Fame player. And whenever Easily. you get a, a a guy of that caliber out of your division, it can only mean good things for the Chargers because, like I said, Von Miller has made a career out of terrorizing quarterbacks that were wearing lightning bolts on their jerseys. So to get him out of the, the division and get him over into the NFC is beautiful music to my ears. Yeah, and I mean, 110 career sacks. Yeah, it's a first ballot Hall of Famer and a guy who had ties with Brandon Staley, right? A guy that still has some juice, even though he's dealt with some injuries. And a guy that would absolutely help the Chargers, you know, alleviate some of that pressure on Joey Bosa. But when things are all said and done, David, it's his second and a third round pick this upcoming season. So it is a steep haul for a guy that would only be with the team for half of a season, potentially. What are you doing? Are you making that trade? Hell no, I'm not making that trade. A 2022 second round pick and a third round pick for a, a what a 10 game rental. Hell no, I'm not making that trade. That is crazy. Right. And also let's be realistic, Dan, there is no way on God's green earth that the Broncos are going to trade Von Miller to the Chargers in any situation that will never, ever happen. So as much as that would be a beautiful dream to have Von Miller on one side and Joey Bosa on the other, that's exactly what that is. It's a dream. Yeah, and the thing is, is Von Miller doesn't push the Chargers over the top to a Super Bowl championship, right? And I think the Rams and the Chargers are at different places right now with what they're doing. I mean, the Rams have spent so many draft picks on trades that they have to win now. There's so much riding on them. They're all in for sure. The Chargers have a lot of room with their draft capital to improve this roster in the offseason and trade up to get dudes they like. And they have, you know, some flexibility there. And I mean, obviously, Tom Telesco's draft strategy has been questionable at times. But I think we like, obviously, the first couple draft picks this year. And he has a lot of hits on it, too. It's just getting him more consistently throughout the draft. But a second and a third round pick, never would Tom Telesco in a million years give that up with how much he loves drafting players, even if he's not hitting it. If it was like the next two third round picks, I consider it just because how bad the Chargers have been with third round picks. <laughs> it's like Keenan Allen and you know, a lot of you know TBDs with the current guys, but it just wouldn't make sense. The Chargers are just in a different position than them right now. So to give that up, even for a very productive player, I just don't think would make a lot of sense as a rental for a team that I just don't know if they're knocking on the door of a Super Bowl championship. But one of the things that could help the Chargers in the playoffs is a big team like the AFC South Titans, the leaders in the AFC South, losing Derrick Henry for the season, which is just really sucks because the dude has just been special. Like the guy's just been straight up special and he brings such a different aspect than any other running back in the league. He's just so unique at his size. His ability to pull away from defensive backs is like, mind-blowing like watching that dude pull away from guys who weigh 50 pounds less than him is never going to be something that computes correctly in my brain the dude's a linebacker that's running the football it's terrifying and i mean the chargers at this pace they still have a good chance of making the playoffs and that could be a potential team they would end up playing and now unquestionably the chargers match up much better with him without derrick henry even with adrian peterson oh yeah i mean adrian peterson is Again, like Von Miller, going to be a Hall of Famer without no question. But he's also 36 years old. And 
We've seen the last couple of years, those legs are definitely not the same as they used to be. And Derrick Henry was absolutely destroying the NFL. He had 219 carries so far this season for 937 yards and 10 rushing touchdowns. He's going Derrick for back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons. How ridiculous is that? Derrick Henry is a cyborg. Like, that dude is absolutely unreal. Scary. And without him... There's no other running back that has more than 38 yards on their roster. Their team is very much, and their offense is very much concentrated with what Derrick Henry does. Everything funnels through him, whether it's giving him the football or playing off of him with play action. He's a huge component. You take that away and you really only have to worry about Ryan Tannehill. Yes, your chances get a million times better. The Chargers are one of the better teams in the NFL against the pass giving up only about 203 passing yards per game. So if they have to take the running element out of it, I really love our chances against the Titans. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps them a lot more. They still have A.J. Brown. They still have Julio Jones, but it's just a completely different team. And, I mean, Derrick Henry has made Ryan Tannehill look like an elite quarterback, which is not anything he was close to in his Miami Dolphins days. So if that potential matchups happen down the road, we know the Chargers are a flawed team. That gives them a much better chance in the playoffs, and that's significant in the picture of the AFC in general, just as far as overall placing and seeding. So we're going to have to monitor that going forward, but definitely a huge blow for the Titans and definitely something that's positive for the Chargers, as bad as that is to say with an injury. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Probably get into some voicemail venting tomorrow. So if you guys want to get in on that, call into 323-524-7924. Let's get it all out, you know, and we'll put it behind us. You guys make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Lockdown Chargers podcast there. And also, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our Lockdown Chargers YouTube page. We appreciate everyone who has checked that out. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.